Well, hello. Welcome. Come in. Say hi. Hey, Jay. Hey. What's up? Not much. Guys, thank you so much for joining us. Another Thursday. Is this number two or three? Uh, I want to say three. This is the third Thursday, man. This is very exciting. So for our new spot, new time, Thursday, the trading desk, myself, Joshua Thanos, my life partner. My name is Jason Main. Jason Main. My partner in Being crime. held against you my will? free will. Yeah, yeah right. If Anybody who knows Jason knows that captive. there's no way to hold him captive because he's he's got the firepower to make it out of there. We'll leave That's it at fair. that. Hey, so uh, again, guys, thank you so much for joining us. And uh, let's go ahead and get started. Uh, as always, let's start with some wrist shots. Jason, mm, if you're listening it. on iTunes, sorry, can't see. Jason, why don't you explain what you got on your wrist there? So for my uh, podcast people, what uh-huh. you're looking at is a Panerai. Okay. Pam 510 is the reference number. 44 millimeter, right? Uh, Luminor Marina case. That's an eight-day in-house manual movement. Ooh, fancy. And uh, yeah, it's pretty. And it's uh, got some battle scars on it. If you want a picture, a watch that's been worn uh, for about a year straight. I've had it for about two years. So Have you figure, already? Yeah, wow. yeah. So figure between this and some other watches, figure a Panerai with a high-polished bezel and a satin case worn for about a year straight. Um, but she's great. I love it. So Gets plenty of wrist time. Question for you. Mm-hmm. Um, is that, so that's eight-day manual wine movement. Is that your yep. only manual wine watch? Uh, yes. Okay. How yes, often do you wind that? How often, oh, first, how often do you let it uh, wind down to dead? I am not like one of these people that have to wind it every day. Sure. So I, I literally wind the watch and I forget about it okay. until it's not right. Mm-hmm. And that usually – I usually don't wear the watch for more than a week at a time. So to be fair, I'll wind the watch, I'll wear it, and then somewhere within the first nine days or so, it comes off my wrist. Sure. Switch to another watch, and then by the time, you know, 10, 12 days from then, I'm going to have to set it and put it back on. So so you don't – there's not a rotation. Yeah, you're not – I don't really know you as being a rotation guy. Maybe you wear like two watches in a week. You're yeah, not, you're like not like me where I'll wear two watches in a day. Yeah, I like to um I find personally like uh the bonding experience with the watch works better that way. Sure. Everybody's different. Like you want to see all your friends, <laughs> I want to like get to know one friend really well. Right? No, like it's, it's funny you say that cuz I know Jason has a ritual when he buys a new watch. <laughs> I've been over his house like, "What are you doing?" He said, "Well, I need it, it needs to meet all its friends." So he's got all his watches. It's the creepiest thing. It's like a tea party between all his watches. Except for when after Josh bought a watch after that, and what yeah, did you do? Same, I did the same you thing. You sent me a picture of all your watches together. <laughs> it's me. They're meeting their friends. No, it's. I think it's a fantastic ritual. You get a new watch, hey, you got to meet your new friends. You got to do that, you with, do that with some other things, collect. too. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Everything you collect. Dangerous weapons, even. <laughs> I guess they're only dangerous. It depends on <laughs> who you're pointing them at. Who you piss off, I guess. <laughs> okay. So, but yeah, no, that's, uh, I really like that watch. Well, so that was your, you. This is my first Panerai. I think you noticed I was wearing my Luminor. Because, yeah, you got that watch probably right after I got mine back from service, my, my 002, I knew, right? I, right knew for like a, I knew for like a year and a half that I wanted a Panerai. Sure. Um, and that's when the research, you know, anybody that knows me, the research is, you know, where it starts, obviously. And mm-hmm. then uh, I was leaning towards a PAM 111 at the time. You really couldn't get a PAM 111 for... Anything less than like thirty five hundred bucks, mm-hmm. um, and usually they weren't in great shape. So I, I went ahead and you know I started looking at the five ten, and for me, it ended up being uh, pretty much even. Maybe I paid a little bit of a premium to get 
uh, the 510. We and, get it new. Yeah, and, and for what for what it was with the you know the in-house and getting the newer movement, not having to worry about servicing it, it made sense. And I kind of Panerai was on a kind of a downward sure. spiral anyway, so buying into something like a 111 didn't make too much sense for me as time, opposed yeah. to getting it new. So yeah, but I couldn't be happier with the purchase. I mean, the 111's gone up in value now. So yeah. since then, because that so is this. Yeah. Sure. I mean, Maybe. in my head. <laughs> cool, man. So, yeah, no, I love that watch. It's very similar to my my uh, Panerai. Yeah. I've been thinking about getting less, another one. Uh, less water. Uh, yeah, less water damage than mine, yeah. What right, do you got? So, so oh, you put I have the, something uh, that does not have water Master damage. That's right. So, if we're, if we're watching on YouTube, you see a close-up of a Blue Dial SMP. The, was it was at 40.5 millimeter. Yep. Uh, the uh, coaxial movement. Coaxial. Coaxial Movement Omega Seamaster. I have mine on my bracelet, which I love this watch. Um, I found myself, so I travel bef- back and forth between Florida and Philly uh, on a weekly basis. I'm traveling a lot, and now like I have to bring a few watches. I leave my watches in Florida, um, and I bring three watches with me every week. I find myself bringing this watch, my Panerai, and then a third watch that gets rotated. Mm-hmm. Those are the watches that I that I found kind of uh, uh, travel with me. Uh, but this, I think this is a fantastic watch for everyday wear. It's obviously, it's water resistant to, what, 300 meters. You can go fishing in this watch. You can go sailing, which I do sometimes on the weekends. Um, you can also wear this watch with a suit. It's, uh, you know, it has the same, almost the same presence, say, say as like a, a Rolex um, Submariner uh, with the blue, pops, sits nice on the wrist. And I find myself right now, I'd say that this is might be my favorite watch right now. I say that until I get so home and get yeah. to see all its friends. I mean, friends. it's easy to fall in love with the Seamaster. <laughs> yeah. You know, I have the uh, the older Wave version, right, the mid-90s. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I don't have it right now. It's being serviced uh, still. <laughs> but um, I'm jonesing to get it back. It's That's an easy yeah. watch to fall in love with. It's versatile. Mm-hmm. I can see why, like, that makes it into the three-piece roll because well, it's it's very versatile. So at the retail, this is, like, 4400 bucks. You can get them pre-owned for, like, less than three. It does not feel like a $2,500 watch. Yeah. When I so uh, we were out uh, drinking last weekend, and uh, I, yeah, uh, I, one of our friends has the um, uh, the Note Eight sub as well, same as you. Yep. And we swap watches for the night, just you know, after well, actually, three I, drinks. I swap watches that night too That's with right. Raphael yeah, from we the were, office. We were swapping watches. So uh, one of the guys in the office took this, mm-hmm. and I took his one six five seven zero. That's right, Explorer uh, forty millimeter yeah, Explorer. 40 millimeter. Yeah. So is, so, yeah. but I swapped the watches, and I'm like. It, going literally from this watch on the wrist to the Rolex on the wrist after three drinks, I was like missing my uh, my Omega. So yeah. I don't know. It's it's, it's weird because obviously the Sabariter holds more value. It's more expensive and it should be a nicer watch. But realistically, I mean, I don't know. I, I, don't know. I really love this thing. Yeah. There's something about, you know, once wonder, you bond with something. Yeah. I wonder if I'll ever fall out of love with it. And, I mean, it's just the price point. I don't know if I'd ever trade it, you know. Uh, or if, even if it makes sense to trade it. Yeah, like it might be a watch that just like how much you like it versus mm-hmm. what you can actually get for it. This could be, you know, now I'm thinking about if people know me personally, you know, thinking about having kids and and thinking about watches that I might be able to pass down. So this, I Panerai, 100% can't sell it really because who the hell wants that thing? That's the only that watch is only valuable to me. It's right? been under the sea. Yeah, badly, badly damaged in the past. So that's a watch that stays in the in the um, uh, collection probably in perpetuity. This one I think will probably be the same. You know what? I haven't even logged in to see the, what's going on in the chat. Guys are, uh, you know, strumming along like they, they usually do. Talking trash about us, yeah. Um, 
So in in the interest of kind of uh, pushing the show along, yeah. why don't we uh, talk about the next unveil segment? the glorious segment that we're gonna maybe uh, elaborate on a little? Yeah. Bit. So yeah. So we had an idea this week. Um, you know. So really, Josh's idea to give credit where credit is due. Yeah, I we'll think see. it was. <laughs> we'll see if it, if it turns out to be I a actually, good. Idea, I like I like it. I don't know. I I could I could foresee it being a little tedious if we take it too seriously in the mm-hmm. future. Mm-hmm. But I think it'll be fun as long as we keep it casual. All right. Well, let's try our best. So um, so the the new segment which will be next and hopefully it'll be a weekly segment. Um, so the idea is this. Uh, you know, if you don't know, guys, we are watch salespeople. So what we do for a living, this is the reason why we're here talking about uh, watches from the trading desk. Um, we are part of, the, if not the largest, one of the largest um, uh, uh, retailers of new and pre-owned watches. So we have a ton of data. We have two websites, Godbird Watches and Watchbox.com. So what we decided to do is uh, pull some from our data on the inside to see which watches are trending based on people you know, logging onto a website and checking out our, uh, our, our listings, right? So uh, this is what we're going to do. We're going to do top 10 trending watches of the week. Every week we're going to try to do this based on our, you know, the views that uh, – clicks and views yeah. from our website. We'll see how it plays. does well. Keep doing it. Yeah, we'll try it out. We'll see how it goes. And there's, there's actually a lot of uh, – there's a lot of data we can pull, like sales data and things like that. So once we get clearance, I think we're going to try to do, you know, talk about what watches sold, if a watch sold for the most we've ever sold it for. This is all, it's a snapshot of the industry from our perspective, what our company is doing. Because we do, I mean, can we can we say, we can say how many, what our, so our sales were north of $100 million last year just in pre-owned watches, right? So we do, the Almost point is it's large scale. Like we know what we're doing. Right. It's large scale. So um, I think we have a, a, a decent snapshot, um, and we'll see if it lines up with uh, with the uh, with the industry. All right. So uh, I guess we're going to jump into it. There's no graphic today. By the way, right? uh, for this yeah. first, yeah. So there's no graphic. We're testing it um, for today. Mm-hmm. Uh, I we both agreed. We glanced at the list. We didn't open the list. So these picks are going to be uh, funneled to us. <laughs> I think at least, and then we're going to so, react. By the way, so. first comment, Eric John says, I've clicked on the Rose Gold uh, Master Control about 100 times. <laughs> All right, so it's going to be skewed. Good thing is that I know that did not make the list, so he didn't skew our data. Um, but I think, I believe the what we asked for was unique views. So this is uh, unique IP addresses visiting the same watches. Sure. And uh, there's some surprises, but really not that many. All right, guys. So uh, let's go ahead and get into it, and uh, we'll try to be descriptive for anybody who's just listening on the uh, on the, the podcast amazing people well. on the podcast. All right. So we're gonna start at ten and work our way down to one. And oh, if you haven't noticed, we're not doing this or that this week. Well, that'll be back next week. Yeah. But um, yeah, we should have done a this or that if people like this segment, like a vote for the segment. Yeah, maybe hindsight. I don't right? really care. All right. So uh, let's start. I guess we'll start with the uh, boom. The first watch. All right, so if you haven't, if, if you don't know what that watch is, shame on you. So that's a uh, yellow gold Submariner with the blue dial, blue bezel. She's pretty. Yeah, she is pretty. So that watch is, so just to see what that watch is, that's a watch that's on, that's listed on our website for $25,950. So roughly a, a mid-20 sale price for a watch. That watch has like a, a roughly, what is it, a 34000 retail yeah. or is it a little bit less? I think uh, the... The gold GMT, I think, is 30, whew, I should know that, 38 or so. 
but uh, but so mid a uh, mid twenties yellow gold Submariner is the tenth most viewed watch in our inventory of about two thousand watches or so this week. So why do you think that is, Jay? Um, I think uh, well the watch is gorgeous. Mm-hmm. I think it's a little bit uh, aspirational. Okay, you know like um, Rolex obviously drives a lot of traffic to the website. Most Rolex is very aspirational, um, so guys are always kind of checking on, you know, what, what's going to happen in the future. This is the watch I want. I know me personally, like, I occasionally click on a Smurf. I occasionally click on a BLRO because mm-hmm. for me that's like, you know, ah, oh, that's really nice. Sure. So I assume, you know, from from what we're doing here, that when your guy's on the website looking at Submariners and, uh, you know, Explorers, occasionally you want to look at a really pretty all-gold Submariner. Yeah, um, I think so. Well, so, okay, my thoughts. Uh-huh. I, I had a conversation with somebody uh, last week, and he was asking, you know, which watch he should buy next. He wants to buy something around $30,000, and, you know, he's somewhat concerned with, with resale value because he likes to trade a lot. It's not his main concern, but – and we were talking about, like, underrated Rolexes. So I had a long, sure. long-wind, uh, a long-form conversation with him about the um, – the uh, Smurf, the white gold with the blue dial, blue bezel. Because if you notice, so watches that have gone up in value that are uh, are precious metal, the Daytonas sure. have gone up. Also, the the white gold GMT, which used to be a dog. Yeah. Uh, you know, two and a half, three, four years ago, right when it first came out, that was a watch that we bought as dealers pre-owned for less than 20 grand, and we were lucky to get 20 grand for the watch right. when we sold it. It was a dog. Nobody wanted the watch. So the... And that watch now is a watch that you can't find for less than like thirty thousand bucks. It's upper twenties, yeah, low thirties. That was a watch that if we had one, we weren't buying a second. No, exactly. Yeah. yeah, we didn't want it. So, and he was asking me like, "What do you think a sleeper Rolex is?" So we've talked about different ones. So I think that the Smurf, but maybe the the yellow gold as well. I could yellow see gold, it. Blue I mean, dial, blue bezel. listen, the 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 uh, blue dial, blue bezel on yellow certainly pops. Ooh, it's baby, it's, it's nice. gorgeous on the wrist. Yeah. Um, you know, if I was going to go f- for an all gold Rolex, me personally, that wouldn't be it. But I could see the appeal. Yeah. So but maybe this is punch power. Yeah, absolutely. And maybe this is a view of things to come. And we'll see, you know, through through the weeks, we'll see mm-hmm. if, you know, those watches listen, are the ones that are uh, selling as well. You know, I like white gold now, but yellow gold never goes out of style. Yeah. So. so, and just if you guys aren't familiar with the watch itself, uh, yellow gold, um, 40 millimeter Samariner has the uh, uh, ceramic bezel and ceramic dial. This one has the matte dial, though. Did they upgrade this? Yeah, so that has that's the, uh, the that matte the first dial year, as opposed to the uh, the sunray dial. Right. But so did they upgrade that? Hold on, I can. So that's right the one one six six one eight. Right. One one six six one eight. Yeah. Um, and let me just check real quick. Is it maybe? I would absolutely love an, an all gold Rolex with no date. <laughs> I think that's awesome. So this one is a it's a scattered serial. It's the papers are dated. 2011, but I believe the first year, I know on the two tone it was a t- 2009, I think, right? Yeah, it was 2000 that they moved. So I have to check if they yeah. if they moved away from this matte dial, which by the way, best best dial yeah. to make. I don't really like the sunburst, but um, all right. So that's number ten, ten most viewed, tenth most viewed uh, watch on our website, which you know we, I think we get uh, a couple hundred thousand views a, a week or so. All right, so number nine. Let's move this along. See if we can speed yeah. this up a little bit. Number nine. Hey, look at that, Jason. It's what is a that? Speedmaster. That is a Speedmaster. It's the Speedmaster. So we went from twenty five or twenty six thousand now down to a thirty uh, $4,000 watch, a thirty nine yeah. fifty watch. Uh, retail on this one Pre-owned, is to be fair, fifty two fifty. Retails, yeah, higher. Mm-hmm. But um, 
So what do yeah, you, what is this the, telling you, Jay? That's the uh, 006. Yep. Open uh, case so back. Sapphire sandwich, as mm -hmm. people refer to it. Mm -hmm. um, so sapphire front, sapphire back. Exhibition case back, probably one of the, the prettiest movements that you can buy for four grand. Right. Uh, in an exhibition case back. Mm -hmm. um, I think a lot of people either buy this watch because they see it being a tremendous value for four grand. Mm -hmm. And those are guys that are buying 10, 15, $20,000 watches. Or they saved up all their pennies and this is the watch they've wanted for 10 years and they finally got one. Um, either way, I think the watch is great. I have a little bit of a pet peeve with this watch being uh, that it's not the easiest watch to wind for a manual wound watch. Sure, sure. Crown's very tiny. Uh, pusher stick out. There's a lot of things. It's like it's like a. Too, Jay. It's it's like a um, like an old race car, right? It's like uh, it's not perfect, but it's perfect in its imperfection. Yeah, there's if that it, makes sense. Every watch collector has some sort of affinity for a. Uh, for a Speedmaster, I think. And that's like basic, that's the basic Speedmaster. Well, this is one half step up from the basic, which would be the 005 with the closed case right. back. So, all right. So, so far we have a, we have Rolex and Omega. <laughs> and now you're impressed with yourself. <laughs> all right. So we got Rolex and, uh, and Omega. So I know that, well, so I know for a fact the uh, stainless steel sub is the number one most traded watch on the planet, right? Number two... So Mega Speedmaster. So it makes sense that that would be in our top 10. The presentation that comes with that watch is mm -hmm. uh, pretty special. Also. Oh, look, we're already getting offers. And no thank you, John Doe, but I appreciate that offer, though. You're close. We can maybe make a deal. Just reach out. You'll see our phone numbers at the end. Shoot us a text if you if you actually got the cash, bro. All right. So uh, number two was Omega. So Omega made our top 10 in trending watches. What's number three? Number eight, me? Or sorry. <laughs> Number eight. No, that wasn't. Yeah, number eight. Ten, nine, eight. All right, Jason. What is that? That's a uh, one six two five three. Right. Right. So um, basically, a date just that uh, I'm not exactly sure why it's on the list. I would imagine that it's on the list because of price point. Mm -hmm. uh, the watch is listed under five grand, I think. That's right. Um, you know, two tone. Rolex for under five grand, I could see being appealing. Um, I personally, you know, if you if you know me, if you've ever called, text, talk to me, not something that I would push on you unless it's, you know, your fourth Rolex, your fifth Rolex, your like vintage Rolex. You got to gotta know what you're buying with this guy. I think a lot of people, the reason that it may be clicked on very much and not purchased very much is uh, the size. Mm -hmm. uh, is that a 34 millimeter? It's 36. 36, mm -hmm. okay. Um, you know, I don't know. Not my favorite uh, pick. I guess for five grand, it makes sense uh, if you want a two-tone Rolex. So I'm just looking up the serial year for this watch. I believe this is a 1960s piece. Yeah, so this piece is it's it's pretty old. It's older than I am. It's older than you are. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think so. If I had to guess why this watch has been looked at so often, is the price point. Yeah. So when people are looking at Rolex. Yeah, maybe it's like an aspirational piece. People are like, all right, what's the cheapest Rolex I can buy? And I think we get a lot of inquiries in that regard. I think a lot of like either guys who are thinking about Rolex or just starting out um, are looking for something like this. Or, you know, you, Valentine's um, Day just came by. Maybe some guys are looking for maybe like a like a Rolex for their girls. When you're on the website, like do you mm -hmm. filter by size and stuff like that when you're looking for stuff? Or? No, not really. I feel like some guys probably, you know, you're looking at Rolex and then you put 36 millimeter you're looking at these watches side by side, and you see a steel one for $4,500, mm -hmm. and then you see a two-tone next to it, and it's $4,500, so you click on it. Maybe. Um, you know, definitely not reason. your first Rolex purchase. 
I mean, it could be. Uh, that, I wouldn't recommend. Is that that's a uh, is that a turning bezel? I wonder. I don't think so. All right. Well, maybe next time we'll bring the watches on. <laughs> so, all right. So, uh, Rolex has already made the list twice in the top ten in terms of trending watches. Well, you're gonna love number seven, then. <laughs> I see a theme here. <laughs> number seven. Hey, that's another Speedmaster. Not the same. It's not the same. No. It's also a thousand dollars cheaper. It's also uh, was it uh, three millimeters smaller? Yeah. For so that's the uh, the reduced. Yes, the right? reduced. Thirty nine millimeters. Um, the reduced for a Did long. Did you sell one today? A reduced? Uh, yeah, I sold it. Well, it was a Schumacher, so it's part it was of the racing series. Right, but, but it was reduced, right? Yeah, it's thirty nine millimeter. All right. Um, it's it's a for a long time it was looked on like the cheaper mm-hmm. Speedmaster, and you really couldn't get rid of the watches. But now with watches trending down into smaller sizes, mm-hmm. I actually think that uh, you know there were a lot of people that were ahead of the curve buying these buying these up. Yeah. Um, it's a cool watch. Still too small for me, uh, personally. Is I it like, automatic? Uh, yeah, automatic chronograph. That's weird that the smaller piece would be automatic. It's a thicker case. I, that's one thing I could never get over, is that they had a 39 millimeter with a thicker case. Like it just. Yeah, I just and it's like uh, with the, with the racing series, they were kind of kitschy. Like they're always carbon fiber. Sure. Where they're always like you know special colors on the dial. Rolex, uh, Rolex Omega rather. Um, always kind of went out of their way to try and make the racing, in my opinion, the uglier Speedmaster. Okay. You know, whether Makes it was sense. intentional or not. I do like the the racing dial with the red and orange, uh, sure. you know, flag around the dial. That's kind of cool. But other than that, there's well, really not too many racings. So to that. Uh, Actually, the Schumacher I sold today was not bad. Yeah, Carbon okay. fiber with the one on the dial. Yeah. So Some not weird guy that may watch the show. <laughs> Some... Some loser. Bought it. Nah, yeah. Just kidding. Be careful. What you say to that guy. So, um, uh, dangerous individual. So, uh, it's funny you say that because, like, with the, with like some of the different colors on the dials in terms of the forty twos, like the tin tin. You ever seen the tin yeah, tin? Or they have like cool. some Japanese versions similar. That uh, that is probably my favorite Speedmaster. So, all right. So so far, it's Rolex and Omega trending right now. We got. Uh, a Submariner, so a dive watch, but made of gold, so an anchor. We have uh, like a, a 42 uh, Speedmaster. We got a, an old Rolex, uh, two-tone um, uh, Datejust with a funky bezel. And now we got a tiny little 39-millimeter Speedmaster. All right, so we can see what the trends are. Number, was it seven? Yes. I don't know. Are we on seven? Seven. Oh, okay. That's a... Out of left field. Jason, why don't you tell me about this watch? That's a uh, IWC. Yeah, look That's at that. That's good. IWC makes it on the list. Uh, I think that might be the only IWC. I don't know. We'll see what comes up. Uh, I wouldn't so, expect to see this IWC on the website. Well, why but... don't we explain to people who are just listening exactly what that watch is? Okay, so that's a uh, Broncos fan uh, favorite. Okay. Uh, maybe. Blue and blue, blue and orange. orange. Um, that's the uh, Aqua Timer. That's chrono. the second to current generation Aqua Timer Chrono. All right, third. It might be three, third to three current. Right yeah. So, uh, forty-four millimeter case, date eight chronograph, silver subdials on a rubber strap. Uh, that's the uh, Cousteau edition. Yeah, that is the Cousteau. This is not the one with the wood in the back. This is the one with right. the diver inscribed on the case back. So it's this watch. It's funny because. Like aqua timers don't tend to hold a lot of value. Uh, you can usually find them like three, four thousand bucks. I know the Cousteau special, certain Cousteaus yeah. tend to be a little bit stronger. And I think, uh, 
throughout my time selling watches, I think that uh, this might be the most asked for aqua timer that exists is this variation. Um, this has uh, an internal uh, rotating bezel, right? Yep. So it's not a chrono. Or is it a chrono? It is a chrono. No, it's definitely a chrono. Oh, yeah. sorry. Day date chrono. Yeah, it's a day date chrono, but with the it, so the the chrono pusher on the bottom though turns the internal bezel, right? Or there is no internal bezel on this it, watch. It unscrews and then it rotates the internal. Does it? Bezel. Okay, yeah. cool. So there you go. So it's got some good complication to it. It's a cool piece. I mean, listen for the for the price point, fifteen you know fifty nine fifty pre owned, and then to be completely frank, that's a little bit of a premium, obviously because we're a dealer, and sure. two because it, of what it is. But you can have, let's say you don't care for the orange, you could have a regular version chrono of that watch for 3500 bucks right. in a secondary market. So, so it like, even goes listen, to show. Yeah, I mean, so because of what it is, it's going for premium. So but Richemont makes it I think on that the list. In the terms of what we're talking about now, the reason it's probably clicked on is because of the limited edition. Yeah, makes sense. All right, so uh, Richemont makes it on the, wrist, so, on the list. So we got, we have Rolex, Independent, Omega, the King of Swatch, now we got a Richemont product on the list. What's the next one? What number are we on now, Jay? A super independent watchmaker. That's probably like a Jorn or no. Oh, look. It is a uh, very colorful yacht master. Jeez. Oh, All right. So Rolex makes so, it on for a third uh, time. 116695? Yeah. Yes. This is in the rainbow bezel. So this is a limited run. It's been discontinued as of now, I believe. 40 millimeter. Uh, this was a watch that got really, really hot. I don't know how hot it is now. It's, we have it listed for, for 90000 which I think is probably about market right now. Uh, it's the Oyster Flex. Uh, why do you think that this watch has been clicked on so often? You think it's uh, because people are thinking about buying it, or they just like the way it looks? In the I want to think that it's because people want to send this to their friends. Maybe. And show them, you know, have you ever seen this before? Uh, hopefully with some serious undertone and not like a joke. Um, I think the watch is off the beaten path for sure. Um, Oyster Flex strap, not my favorite system. Kind of wonky how they you have to special order the sizes and Could stuff like that. Could be better. Um, one of the situations where I think uh, I kind of like Rolexes that are that are not your your staple Rolexes and kind of like Rolex taking chance and being a little wonky. Sure. And uh, I think this is one of them. This is definitely like Willy Wonka's. Yeah. Uh, yacht master. So do you think that this is a uh, a true representation of the market in terms of of like a current trend, or this is just like? So we yeah. saw we saw the um, the newer version of of this rainbow in the, uh, the Daytona Daytona case. Well, that one which is, is on fire right now. Yeah, you can't so, buy that anywhere near retail. I mean, we talk yeah, but so we talk about all boats rise. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I wouldn't think that this is a piece that that's. That's interesting. Completely hot, but hey, listen, maybe you're looking for the Daytona. You can't get it. You're Top starting to look at viewed watch yeah. on a watch selling. It's website. also a really expensive Rolex on the website, so maybe. people may. We talked about before filters. People mm -hmm. might put price high to low. Sure. Go the opposite way. Find this. Click on it. You mm -hmm. know. Interesting. So. All right. Cool. So uh, was that number six? We got one, two, three, four track. left. Four. This is. All right, this is number four here, so that was number five. All right, top four now. What is that? Hey, what a surprise. So what are what are we learning so far in terms of our current trends, Jason? Uh, Rolex has a crown on this watch because it's They're the, the king. king. The king, right. All right, so... so the, uh, the Rolex market, if you guys haven't been paying attention to our show uh -huh. uh, for the last year or so, has just been 
on fire, no signs of stopping. Heading into Basel this year, you know, big big uh, anticipation for stainless steel watches. Sure. Uh, you can't get stainless steel Rolexes really hard, so it makes sense, right? 36 okay. millimeter, stainless kind of wearable size, uh-huh. you know, men's watch in stainless steel, under five grand. Right. I can yeah, see that's why it's on the list. Yeah. bucks on our website, and it's probably market price. And yeah, I guess it's a, it's a it's a lower dollar stainless steel Rolex, but it just shows that you know we haven't seen a Batman, we haven't seen a Hulk, we haven't seen a Daytona so far. So you know, people are what they're looking for, what they're searching for right now. Seems like on this week at least is either very expensive or very cheap Rolex. There's nothing in between yet. And I think this makes a lot. This particular piece makes more sense for your guy that's looking to buy his first Rolex sure. as opposed to that two tone piece we talked about earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think you get more bang for your buck here, even though the price point's similar. Um, but this would be the direction I would put you in if you if you called me. All right, I don't know if we said it uh, yet. So it's a Rolex Datejust, a one six two two zero. So this is the go. engine turn steel bezel version of the watch. This one, let's see how old this watch is. I can look this up now. Let's look it up. I think I, I think I might want to add a Datejust to my uh, collection in the future. I like the. Uh, the new day just yeah it's sexy all right so this is a u serial which off the top of my head i believe is going to be what like is that going to be early 90s i can tell right now no no 97 so it's roughly 96 so it's like late late to mid uh mid to late 90s rolex so it's got some current technology so it's not the oldest one it's going to have it'll have quick set date probably has so that's a movement that'll run forever uh, it has an old clasp. All right. So this is what people are looking at. All right. So now we're in our top three, guys. It's getting crazy. Oh, what's what's our it's, it's, number three? It's like a pug. Oh. It's so ugly, it's kind of cute. Yeah. All right. So right now, one of the hottest modern Rolexes is the new ceramic Pepsi on a uh, Jubilee bracelet. So what are we looking at? A vintage which, by the way, you can buy for about the same price. Um, a vintage Pepsi. Yeah. 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 Vintage Close. Pepsi. So uh, we've One, had... six, seven, five. So this is our third vintage Rolex or vintage Rolex. Yeah. Right? Hmm. So people are... Vintage is, is, is driving a lot of the... Uh, well, a lot of what people are looking for. At yeah. Least. I mean, if you're talking vintage in the watch market, it's Paddock and Rolex. Mm-hmm. No matter what. Yeah. So, makes sense. Makes sense. So it's a Rolex GMT Master. This is the Pepsi because it has blue on the top, red on the bottom of the bezel. This one's a 1675. Let's check. Let me check out the age on this bad boy. So what are your thoughts on on the uh, like vintage watches in general? Jeff? Um. So here, listen. I had a conversation with uh, with actually the guy that bought the Speedmaster today. Yeah. And it's like anything. I don't work a tremendous amount in vintage watches. Neither you know as a company we don't. Mm-hmm. Rolex, Paddock, vintage. You know maybe some pocket watches will do. Vintage has this stigma. It kind of scares me a little bit because there's such a different depth of information that you have to really know. Mm-hmm. So I know enough to get by. You know, I know about dials and hands change and stuff like that, stuff you have to look for that a lot of people don't know. Um, but there's other guys that just completely go down the rabbit hole uh, on Vintage. Bob Marin. Yeah, so I like the watch. It's cool. Would I ever put $16,000 of my own money into a, you know a watch that's older than my dad? No. This one's not a lot um, of dad. This one's late 70s. But it's Unless not a, you got a real young dad. Is it? 
500 million series is going to be late 70s. Okay. So, still old. Change your opinion, Jay. (laughs) Now I like it. No. (laughs) I I don't dislike it. I think this one particularly has a nice patina. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't, if I was going to look for a vintage watch. It's called Damage. If I was going to look for one, um, I definitely wouldn't buy one like Josh's Panerai that needed like a full, full, full overhaul. Mm-hmm. Because granted, you know, by your own admission, you you didn't wear that watch for like two years. Yeah. Right? Before so you fixed up. Yeah. you're going to send it to a watchmaker. You're going to pay a ton of money. So it makes sense that people that want to get into this want something that's turnkey. So they're looking at our website. Sure. Um, it's a cool watch. I don't know that I would justify the purchase, but so each is on. I like... Uh, I like watches like this. I don't fully understand this to the point where I understand why there's the value there. But just putting the watch on the wrist and the aesthetics, I love the vintage look. A lot of people like the vintage look. That's why uh, a lot of these companies will do like vintage redos. Like Panerai does a lot of like faded indice, faux faded indices, things like that. Well, so that's always appealing. Yeah. But I, like personally, like I've put, I don't know if it was this specific watch, but I put on like a, a like a 70s uh, Pepsi and I'm like, oh. It just feels right. It feels nice. I think they're cool when it's like the blueberry and it's like stuff like that. Mm -hmm. I think maybe the appeal for me is the fact that like the Pepsi is new again. So I don't kind of like, I don't like it as much. Mm -hmm. But stuff like the blueberry where there's really no current equivalent um, is kind of cool. Cool. All right. So uh, let's go to number two. Drum roll. You know it had another another Rolex. All right. So so it's a Rolex that happens to be uh, cheaper than the uh, than a current yeah uh, the current market price for a uh, um, for a ceramic submariner. So this is a, a sixteen eight hundred. So I guess uh, sort of vintage. Let me see the I can check out the age. So I mean, so far, what is this telling us, Jay? Um. So like I said, stainless steel Rolex on obtainium, um, especially you know the current gen stuff. It shows me that, uh, you know, people like the Submariner, which we already knew. Stainless steel Rolex is hot. Um, under retail, guys are looking for the watch at retail. Say you got, you know, 8500 bucks burning a hole in your pocket, and you're looking for stainless steel Rolex. You see this up for 6750 mm-hmm. You know, what's going on here? You click on the watch. Um, question for you, Jay. What year were you born? 84. So this is a birth year watch for you. Something I don't, to think I don't about? subscribe to the birth year uh, watch. See, it's a that. weird concept for me. I love it. People ask so me cool. all the time. I, I could do a whole freaking hour-long show as to why I don't think that makes sense. But Can we do that now? Really? No, okay, we can't do that now. Okay, just making sure. <laughs> just think, when you get out of bed in the morning, right, You ex- as you get older, more things hurt. Sure. Right? Like yeah. you hear your grandparents, you know, your parents, your grandparents say like, oh, you don't know, you're young. Okay. Imagine the stories that that watch has. I think it's fantastic. I don't know. I like I like the idea of a birth year watch. So I'll, ticking I'm 86. So, okay, yeah, it's going to break, but so is everything. That's life. All right, so drum roll. Number one, most viewed watch on our website in the last seven days. <laughs> it happens to be. So, all right, so it's a Rolex. It's this an is oyster date. We are not uh, Oyster date precision, a, a reference 6466. It also happens to be the cheapest Rolex on our website. Guess how much it is. No one's going to guess. <laughs> right, I was waiting for someone to say something. It's a uh, $1,950. Listed, yeah. listed for $1,950. Yeah. Uh, I think there's a lot to be said for the fact that uh, it's a $2,000 Rolex. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also 29 millimeters. 
So it's tiny. It's a I think piece. I think a lot of people click on it because it's two thousand dollar Rolex stainless steel. Hey, this is kind of cool. Probably think it's a thirty six millimeter, and then once they figure out it's twenty nine millimeter, hell of a gift watch though. I mean, for two grand, uh, you want to give away a Rolex. That's it's a great. Jason will sell it to you for less than $2,000. Or your wife. Yeah. You know? Yeah. She doesn't want this watch, no. But um, I'm going to send her the link right now. Yeah, she'll send it right back to you. No, she's, she likes it. It actually looks like her uh, Grand Seiko that she wears. That's true. Yeah. That's right. The Grand Seiko is 36 millimeter. All right. So the number one most viewed watch on our platform, hundreds of thousands of, uh, of, of visitors every week. And it's a it's a the cheapest six, four, ladies six, six. stainless steel Rolex oyster date. This is very interesting. I don't, I don't know if this is a true representation of the market. Um, well, you can't make this up, right? Oh, I mean, I guess we could, but maybe we did. You're right, we did. No, we didn't though. That's. Uh, I mean, he put this together. So. Yeah, man. From so everything is, I know about him. All right, guys. So what does this tell us? What does this data say? This means that Rolex is the number one. I mean, I know that. It's the most expensive um, uh, Rolex is expensive most expensive keyword in the watch world. Yeah. I think it's like in terms of I was told by an SEO expert that number one is lawyer, number two is Rolex in terms wow. of uh, the cost for uh, for um, search results uh, like SEO through Google, Google AdWords. Um, so it looks like that is a uh, that is ringing true here. Sure. So, I mean. Not surprising, I would say, if when we talked about this concept, we both of us said we're going to get a lot of Rolex. Well, um, so somebody said, somebody here in the chat box says, I heard the ladies' day justice Rolex is biggest seller. So it's funny. Um, I, I not, I'm not sure if that's the case, but I know that the number one selling Patek Philippe model is the ladies' 24. Right. That's right. They, it's probably because they manufacture of, the most. Of all time, I believe. That yeah, of all time. Case. It's but probably because they manufacture the probably most. Probably not the case with the new 24. I watch this. Not pretty. Oh, okay. In my opinion. Yeah, I think it's a great watch. For what it's I worth. I love all paddocks. <laughs> Not my all right. Watch. So, uh, so there you go. That's uh, that's everything, man. That's so. What do you do? You think? Um, I, I mean, I want to hear from the guys in the chat, but I guess in the comments as well. Um, oh, Mr. Do you think that here. like brand specific clicks? So going forward, or yeah. So that's so <laughs> we're gonna we're definitely gonna be taking. Um, some suggestions here. Uh, Matt Forster, who was a guest, uh, what two or three weeks ago, says, "How about ten top ten non Rolex watches next week?" Yeah, look, that might have to be the case here. We'll see because uh, this was th- this was uh, an interesting, somewhat disappointing look into uh, you know what people are looking at. Um, I think that we're going to add actual watch sales, which we have a lot of data in that regard, since we sell a lot of watches every week, hundreds and thousands and millions of dollars every, of watches every week. So uh, we can we can back this up with total. Maybe we'll do top five, and then also you know top five best selling watches. We'll figure it out. Well, we're gonna we'll come back next Thursday. Yeah, exactly. Try again. All right, man. Well, uh, that was that. At least it was fun. It's different. Yeah, for some people. I mean, for me, I don't really. You know, I'm assuming you guys did what you always do. Yeah, you guys watch. So, uh, all right, guys, we're, we like the f- we want feedback, uh, positive or negative. Um, go ahead and. You I don't know, want negative feedback. Uh, Jason doesn't Keep want negative feedback. He'll use his weapons against Nobody you wants if you to do hear so. That. That's what that's what he likes to do. And uh, so we'll we'll see you next week. And uh, if you don't, if you haven't already, you be here. please subscribe to our channel. Check us out on Instagram. Check us out on Facebook. 
How about uh, Yelp? You can Yelp us. You can Google review us. Up there. 